And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champions for 1949. Oh, beautiful me, you've got all that I need. Dimpsey hits Davin Fay. Anthony Finnerty comes in and gives him a touch of the elbow. Colm Kyle hitting Finnerty. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming in and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Geraghty and meet of the football champions. Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another edition of the We Are Me podcast. I'm Mickey Brennan and as usual, joined by Kieran Flynn to my right and we also have David Rispin directly in front of me and uh, lads, I suppose um, the weather at the weekend, Kieran Flynn, um, meant that there was a, a few games postponed and uh, we've still got a couple of games played and I suppose the most interesting one um, for me supporters would be Clan um reaching uh, Leinster Junior Club Final and uh, also um, and, uh, there was a Brendan Davis Cup final on the weekend. Uh, there was a bit of excitement at that one as well. But I suppose the the main talking point of the weekend would be Clan McGill making it through to the Leinster Junior final. Yeah, it really was a, an exciting fixture. Clan McGill and Ballymore used to. It's a really, really wet occasion in Trim, which, you know, sometimes you'd be saying, like, why do I bother going to these games? But as soon as the football. Uh, started to heat up you remember why it's unbelievable entertainment the ball was going up and down the field there was dispossessions there was blocks coming right left and centre it really was a Trojan effort by Clonda Gale at the very end of the game they were holding on holding on and it was just excitement in the crowd and, and kind of the roaring and bawling from everyone and even as we talked about before the mead people those people that I knew weren't Clonda Gale and even myself we were clapping and cheering them on and everyone was just kind of excited like because they really were driving at home at the end it was unreal entertainment well that is the thing uh, the best thing about Leinster competition is that uh, we spoke about it before David Rispin is that once your your club has gone out of the championship and another club goes on and wins that for respective championship that they're then represented Mead and everybody gets behind them and a great crowd as Kieran Flynn said in uh, Trim to support the Clonagay lads yeah and probably because other teams and clubs are winding down so they're under 21 are finishing their mm-hmm. other teams are obviously all done so it's an excuse for people to get out on a Saturday or Sunday and go and watch a game and whilst doing that you're, you're also supporting the club in Mead and you know seeing what, what they're about and how far they can actually go in this competition and you know they're, they're destined now for a Leinster final which is um, a brilliant achievement and it's something that um, vast majority of people didn't expect you know yeah. Ballymore uses were well uh, tipped up to beat uh, Clan and Gale, but full credit to them, they, they overturned them. Well, what, we, what we'll do is, um, we will be going into a little bit more depth on the game later on in the, in the podcast, but what we'll do is we'll start with the results from the other 21 championship, and uh, I think we've only got one football result in, and it was the semi-final of the, we'll say, the, the A championship, or the, the, the championship proper, and it was Rathout, four goals and 13, Nafina, two goals and 12, and uh, that game was played on Wednesday night in Rathout, um, Rathout, um getting the home venue for their for, for their uh, semi-final and uh, win comprehensively uh, by seven points and they will now face off against Dunboyne in the final and the final was due to be played today Kieran Flynn but um, I believe it was postponed um, 
Was that anything to do with uh, what we saw in on in, in Twitter and uh, and social media over the weekend? You're getting into the conspiracy. No, the, Ill- <laughs> the Illuminati aren't real, Mickey. Come on, don't be reading them books. Dan Brown didn't write this. <laughs> lizards, wasn't it? Something, <laughs> something to do with like the lizards, that. yeah. There was a few, a few snakes around the place, anyway. <laughs> but uh, no, this is nothing uh, uh, nefarious. It was just the CCC put two fixtures on the same weekend, hurling and football. So you couldn't expect for a total to play twice in the yeah. one day. So the hurling they played today actually against Trim and they lost to Trim. So Trim actually knocked them out of the under-21 hurling championship now as well. So they couldn't play two games. But that game we're taught to believe I, I was talking to someone who was at it. They were saying obviously a lot of stars on show like Ethan Devine and Shane Walsh and mm-hmm. Diane McGowan. We talked about the under-20 championship. Uh, the under-20 me team this year have a lot of great players. and They're showing their talents in the under-21 championship which is this time of year. It's tough going. A lot of them lads are playing third level as well. But they're committing to the clubs hard and it looks like when they play St. Peter's Dunboyne it's going to be a cracker for final. I think it's due to be in Dungani this Friday night, so I think if you're not an anthem this Friday, you've got to get to Dungani. Serious game of football. Yeah, a star-studded Nafira team, uh, Davy Rusman, and in that under-21 uh, championship. But uh, Rathout, again, just on the crest of a wave. Um, we know their credentials at underage over the last few years has been absolutely exceptional. And uh, this under-21 team, um, putting that like a Nafina team with Eaton Devine and Shane Walsh in it yeah. you know putting them to the sword by seven points just speaks volumes for Rathout it does it really does I I know Rathout would have been fancy to get the better of them but Nafina as you mentioned have county quality players in the ranks and mm. uh, Owen McDonald I think is another one there who, who would have been playing but um, yeah absolutely like they've Something like we mentioned last week, 51 or two players between the two under-21 teams, yeah. um, which is r- remarkable, really. There was Luke New, I think, played for their for their second under-21 team a couple of weeks ago against Dundry. He played most of the senior championship this year, yeah. you know, and, and nearly can't get into the under-21 team. It's scandalous stuff. But, uh, yeah, th- they'll be strong. I think they'll be tough to beat. But it's a good final local derby. A um, lot at stake, you know, and Ratot will want to finish off... Uh, a remarkable year with another great win, but St. Peter's to mind it, they've great pedigree on Rage, and I don't think there'll be any pushovers coming to the final. Absolutely. And uh, Kieran Flynn, do we have a confirmation of that final res- when that will be played? Yeah, it's Friday in Dungani. I think it has, I'm not sure if it came out in an email yet, but I saw uh, people in the media tweeting it, and I think it's been discussed for Friday, but I don't think it has officially come out yet. But I think it will be Friday in Dungani. Just. What's the word we use earlier in the year? It's pretty finalised. <laughs> in other words, the GA can always change their mind at any given moment. <laughs> the GA is like a woman. It can change its mind at any moment, so it can. Ooh. <laughs> it's, a, look, it's the GA's prerogative. I'd like to distance myself from the <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't. <laughs> um, just moving on there, um, in uh, a hurling result that we have in the Under-21B Championship played on Saturday, in the Trim Road, um, it was uh, Navin O'Matney's new ground on the Trim Road. It was Navin O'Matney's 2-10, Drumree Kilmessen, two goals and 13 points. And uh, I think that was a home, supposed to be a home match for Kilmessen and Drumree, but Kilmessen's pitch has been done up at the moment, Kier. Yeah, Kilmessen, and they've got a load of money in the Sports Capital Grant. They're going to be doing a serious development over there. The Oscars were held in the, the, for the club last night, and a lot of money was raised in the parish, so... Clemessa's development is, is going to be flying. Hopefully it'll be available for senior hurling and football next year. But the actual under-21 team is strong. A few Dumri lads there as well. Clemessa got 24 players. They're going strong in that. I know Navin Matney's sometimes they struggle to get teams out at this time of the under-21, but it's still great to see the, the club doing well and winning. And of course, we mentioned the score. Just got the score earlier for the Trim Retort match in the under-21 championship. 
Trim better taught to five eleven to seven points. So Trim, like we've talked about their credentials at underage, we're told to have two teams in the under twenty one championship. They're really flying too. But Trim are gonna be hard betting that. And I'd say in the in the secondary competition, Dumarie Clemens are gonna be hard betting that. So be interesting now is we're just keeping keeping an eye on how many of the first team senior players are playing, etc. And it's Mickey Brennan disgrace. <laughs> as as my phone pings in the background, and um, I suppose I, every week when we come in to do the podcast, I've said this before. I normally say to the lads, make sure you got your phone inside it. But I'm a little bit worse for wear today, no, and I completely forgot to turn off. My I don't phone. think that's any excuse. This has happened on a regular occurrence. It's never happened to anyone else but yourself. I, I will reprimand myself. Don't worry. I will. In custody. <laughs> I think that when, it, when we mentioned the Dan Brown thing earlier, just I remember that scene from the yeah. of the demons. I was like, I'm sitting in there, and you know, <laughs> whipping myself. Uh, um, no, um, we're going to move on now. <laughs> Get off that topic. The Illuminati. Um, the Harmon Oil Brendan Davis Cup final was played on Sunday as well. That was today. And um, Kildalki Kildo- Kildo- and Kiltail meeting for the sixth time this year. And uh, Kildalki getting their fourth win, I believe, of the six uh, times they've, meeting, uh, they've met this year uh, on a scoreline of 114 to Kiltail's. One goal in 12. Um, we did get some interviews um, after the game with Darla Hart and Pat O'Halloran and you'd be able to go onto our Patreon service and get an in-depth um, analysis from that game and hear those interviews. But, um, Kieran Flynn, you were at this game and um, uh, while it was a great game of Hurling and an exciting game of Hurling, there was a couple of unsavoury incidents maybe at the end that you don't want to see um, uh, in, in any of our codes. No, yeah, they, as we've talked about, they've played six times this year. There's a lot of tension probably when two teams play each other at such a high level. It probably builds up. And in fairness, there was no incidents in any of the games, I believe, this year up until now. And there was no incidents really in the game. It just kind of had a flashpoint at the end. Uh, the game was pretty much coming into the concluding uh, stages. It was it was kind of like a, a kind of a scenario in that old ground football game where the ball the ball ended up on the side and right in the corner and Jack Regan up and he, he he cut the ball in crossed it into the box kind of idea and a lot of hurls went flying in every direction some of them at the ball some of them not at the ball <laughs> and they kind of went around the square kind of a bit of pinball uh, Marcus Sullivan took a bit of a swing now and there was definitely he looked like he was cutting hedges or something he caught something and it wasn't the ball as well and then the ball kind of ended up over the end line a lot of people kind of giving argy-bargy and pushing and shoving and then one or two players ended up dragging each other to the ground, and there was no no striking around them. It was just kind of, um, kind of pulling and dragging, like. But there was one incident, and we're not really sure. Um, like there will be investigations into it. Someone from outside the rail and seemed to have grabbed one of the Kildaki players' helmet. So like that's something we just can't have in the GA. Like players who are sixty minutes going out there, and and the blood the blood is boiling, and there's a lot at stake. People can understand why they hit each other or put it at the ground. Like, and we can move on and get on with it, but you cannot, and you, we just the GA cannot have people trying to get a player from outside the rail. And just because, like, it was nothing to do with Kadaki, Stewart, or anything like that. This was a high wall. Like, it's just happened that the players ended up towards that wall within reach of the supporters, and a supporter. Hopefully, he'll be named and shamed, and he'll be investigated. But it's something we just can't have. Simple as that. Yeah, absolutely. Nobody wants to see that in any of our codes, be it uh, hurling football or um, even at scoring an oak. We don't want any of that crack going on. So maybe don't. in the rounders. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, um, probably took away from 
what has been a brilliant rivalry over the course of the year. Um, as we said, with them meeting six times, and you know, you want to see the lads. You want to see the lads. Um, you know, uh, giving it all, and you know, have, having that little bit of rivalry on the field. But you don't want the, the the supporters getting involved as well. There was five red cards in the closing stages of that game as well. Um, the referee had his uh, hands full and his book full as well. Yeah, it was just the cliche. He was getting the Christmas cards ready early. You know, kind of very much so. And I think there was a bit of bemusement kind of with the players who got them because I think some people who might have got them were probably slightly more innocent than people that didn't get them. And <laughs> I think I think they'll all go in for the minimum, hopefully, and their punishment would be to miss the next round of the Brendan Davis next year. So I think the fairest way to be would to be draw the Kildare Docky in the first round against you the next year <laughs> and they'll be all missing so they won't be too annoyed. You know what I mean? Well... <laughs> The one thing is, is that if they are, if they, if all those players are um, um, uh, not allowed to play for in the first round, the Brendan Davis next year, they don't meet each other. It gives other teams a great chance sure. of progressing. So it does. So uh, um, that'll be something. But Michael, it, you're still under suspension, aren't you, for next year's B League or something? We don't. I am. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just remind you. I just mind all the yeah, players. Oh, yeah. Come here. It's it's, it's fine. It's, it's it's not going to impact on me in any way, shape, or form. So it's not. Um, I I got a big six inch nail. <laughs> I've nailed it to the wall there, and uh, the football boots are, are well and truly hung up, so they are. But uh, so that uh, you can send me as many suspensions as you want. <laughs> um, well, moving on, yeah, as I said, we will have those interviews with Daryl Hart and Pat O'Halloran on our Patreon service, so head on over there uh, to uh, Patreon forward slash We Are Mead. We are going to have it's a brilliant week for the Patreon service we've got the junior team of the year um, will you all agree with us um, uh, and David Rispin's uh, selections for, for the junior team Probably of the year uh, we'll be also doing our podcast on the Brendan Davis Cup and Clonagale's McGill's um, um, semi-final Leinster junior semi-final victory over uh, Ballymore Eustace which we were just going to come to there now and um, and we also will be uh, having a Patreon uh, podcast with Tony O'Brien, the um, chairman of the Mead uh, Supporters Club. Um, and in the coming weeks, we've got some more very interesting podcasts coming up. But uh, I suppose we'll move on now to the Leinster Junior Club Championship semi-final. And it was Clan McGill um, taking on Ballymore Eustace. And as I said already, uh, they've, they they clinched a victory here and, and, and saw themselves through to a Leinster Junior final. And... Um, Won it on a scoreline of two goals and eight to Ballymore Eustace's one goal and ten. And uh, a one-point victory, David Rispin, for, for Clan McGill. And uh, Kieran was saying earlier on, you know, they were really clinging on towards the end and they, they had to use all their resolve and all their experience to get over the line. But it's a remarkable run that they're on and you know, more credit to them during the Leinster final. Yeah, unbelievable, uh, to be fair to them. It really is. It's... Uh it's great character as well because you know they, they trailed for the vast majority of this game and they just you, you'd assume the, the way it was nearly today with with Gary Castle and Bally Bowden that when Gary Castle for example were trailing the gap was only going to get wider and yeah. some might have assumed that this might have been the case on Saturday when the two played but yeah Clannagale probably buoyed by a huge crowd and trim as well got back into the game and you know getting them two goals were, were huge scores and they just gave them that compliment of getting their noses in front and they're quite good at dropping men back without being overly defensive on that but you know when they're well able to break and hit teams on the counter and it probably suited them to get that lead up and, and then just try and cling on towards the end as you mentioned but um, unbelievable win considering again the guys they're missing still no Mick Priest still no John Farrell mm-hmm. Jeremy O'Donoghue was back huge player back in the half back line for them really 
Um, but they also lost Rory Chu to cornerback after about 15 minutes, I think, with a, I think it was a dislocated elbow. So John Farrell's out with a dislocated shoulder. Rory Chu's out now with a dislocated elbow. So, but they have the players to replace them, you know, and every time you look through their subs, there's another sub who didn't feature maybe at all yet coming mm-hmm. on. And that just shows the strength within the squad that they can. Um, they were playing a team who, I was actually talking to a guy over the weekend and he they're not the flavour of the month in Kildare, Ballymore uses because it's, now, take this with a pinch of salt, but there was this kind of opinion maybe in Kildare that this team, we all know they were senior in 2010, they yeah. won the Intermediate Championship, Leinster, yeah. and obviously the Kildare won in 2010, went up to senior. But there was this opinion that they've kind of dropped down and gone through the levels without actually putting up much of an effort so they could come down to junior and win a junior All-Ireland club. Oh, right. So, as we mentioned last week, they didn't have the rise on a Kildare Junior. Mm-hmm. They probably didn't even have it on a Leinster. They had their eyes firmly focused on winning an All-Ireland Junior Championship this year. And uh, it's gone up in smoke for them. Absolutely. It's uh, it's fairly backfired, so yeah. it has. And, uh, and I think the people in Kildare probably aren't too disappointed to see it. Yeah. Um, you, you can't... At the same time, it's, you probably would have to take it with a pinch of salt. You can't imagine any team that would want to or go out to lose. No, yeah, go yeah. out to you know, like go out to actually go down through the grades. But probably were in the middle of uh, the, the previous year uh, to the the year they got relegated. We'll say from intermediate, they probably realised halfway through the year that they were having a bad year, and mm. and fellas just gave it through in the towel, and maybe it looked like they were probably um, looking to go to... But I'd say what happened was is that when they went down to junior, they all said, well, hang on a second, we're good enough to win uh, an intermediate or a senior championship in Kildare. There's no reason why we can't go on and win an All-Ireland junior, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a kind of a concept you see a lot in American sports is the the phrases to tank. Like they tank and they get a better draft pick and all that. It's kind, mm-hmm. of, seen as, it's kind of seen as the lowest form of kind of... Not cheating, but kind of like the sense that you're just manipulating the situation for your yeah. own benefit. But I don't think it's very hard to believe. You'd like to think that a club wouldn't allow that as a, a conscientious thing that they're doing. Maybe some of the senior players, like you said, threw in the towel or something. Maybe and they said, "Oh, maybe we're junior now. We're not going to be junior ever again. Hopefully, let's do something at national level." But just they were very good and fair. Some like they put up a lot, uh, a lot of scores. They were very quick on the ball. They had big men in the middle of the field, like they're very strong in possession. It's only a matter of the Clonagale were able to match them, like Swain in the middle of the field and stuff. They're well able and Griffin. Mm-hmm. They're well able to match them. And it just shows that Clonagale probably have the ability to win Leinster. Maybe they can be the guys that can go and win the All Ireland and shovel up Ballymore's backside. <laughs> <laughs> uh, absolutely. No, I you know hundred percent like and 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 David Rispin has mentioned the few lads that are missing. They now go on to face um, uh, Rathgarog Cushionstown of 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 uh, Wexford, and we think that's the proper uh, uh, pronunciation. Uh, Rathgarog uh, Cushionstown of Wexford, who beat to the UN or the United Nations or the European Union for official translation. <laughs> <laughs> we'll ask. We'll ask Wally. So yeah. well, he's brilliant at uh, at some of the town names around this country. So Even the easy ones. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> So uh, yeah, they Rathcrogue, um, Cushionstown, they beat Shannon Bridge in the scoring of one eight to seven points. So four point victory for them. And look, um, with those lads to come back into the fray, and hopefully that two week break might see a couple of those injured players getting back into that Clan McGill side. And um, there's no reason why they can't win the Leinster Championship there. It'd be absolutely fantastic for them. It's just been a remarkable run. Um, Kieran, just on the game as well. 
a penalty uh, towards the end of the second half, was it, that uh, put them in the lead? And uh, who took the penalty? Yeah, Griffin absolutely bombarded the net with the, the ball, so he definitely took the penalty. Now, which Griffin? Was it the goalkeeper or was it the... No, Dara, Dara. Because the goalkeeper does take frees. Yeah, he does, so. and he came up and, and he was brilliant. He didn't get any scores now, but he, his kicking from the tee was brilliant now. But the penalty definitely was a free... There was debate if Stephen Murphy, if it was outside the box or not. But I was actually, by chance, uh, I'd moved up that side for the second half. And I thought it was a penalty. It looked like it was inside the box. It was definitely a free. Like, it was one of these, inverted commas, an easy free. But he still, there was still contact and the person was brought down. Like, so definitely a penalty. But uh, Griffin absolutely blasted the net out of it. So he's the, he's the kind of guy you want taking a penalty. Because you have him, barely can trust him that he's going to dispatch it, so. But it was a really when they got that goal, that's when I kind of said the, the action kicked in with all the, the blocking and it seemed to be about forty five Clonagel players everywhere. Just all like buzzing around and blocking and by the way used to recycle the ball for about three or four minutes in the end, trying to get the score and they just couldn't get an opening. Yeah. Brilliant yeah. to watch. Wonderful performance from uh, the Clonagel boys and uh, if you want to get more in depth analysis and uh, info about that game, head on over to our Patreon service as we said, where we'll be doing um uh, an in depth uh, uh, look back at that game from the weekend uh, I don't think we've anything else for the We Are Mead podcast lads do we uh, we've run through all the results um, well done to Kildalki as we said winning the Brendan Davis Cup and well done to Clan McGill making it through to the Leinster Junior Club final um, and also to Atoth who are now going to face off against Dunboyne in the under 21 proper under 21 uh, championship in Mead and we think that's next Friday night in Dungani. So, uh, Kieran, anything from the county board? Uh, um, anything you want to bring forward? Well, I'll let Davey do his usual in a minute. Obviously, we talked about on social media the New Jersey coming in stock for the 14th of December. So, uh, Ted Murtas in Trim and Jackson Kieran's and Ammons are taking pre orders on that. So, there's no there's no reason uh, to, to say it's too late or anything like that. They're coming, it's coming out. Uh, obviously, the Kyo Cup is starting. We talked about this last week, the 1st of December, Mead v Antrim. So it's going to be the start of the campaign. Where is that? We're, at the moment, it's just Mead venue, so it'll probably be part also. We're not sure if a trim or not, and with all the Leinster fixtures and all now, it'll probably be in part also, but we'll, we'll see. I, I would say better off in trim, to be honest, because the crowd will be smaller, so I think it'd be better to be in trim. But uh, overall, new season starting. It's like the old one never stopped. It's kind of a... It's not the same with player welfare, but they don't think about the poor old guys doing the podcasts and, the, <laughs> and going to the games and doing the Twitter. What about, the, se- what about the season ticket? That'll be a good uh, yeah, stock and filler. Absolutely. So we put that up on the social media there as well. Season ticket, like uh, some people were lamenting the prices into games and stuff this year. They're coming up to the knockout stages and they say, oh, it's 20, this 20 week or whatever. If you, the season ticket for the Club Plus version is 200 euros. That gets you every single game in the National Football League. That's not just Meads again. You can go to neighbouring counties, Cavanmon and Dublin, Loud, etc., Kildare. But obviously, we want you the Mead games home and away. Gets you your first round of the championship. It gets you into the Ireland club finals. It'll get you into all club games in Mead, all club championship and league games. And it, like it's it's a no brainer because to bring back that phrase from last year. Like, yeah, it's a no brainer. Like if you if you go to your own club championship games next year in football, you'd be guaranteed four games. So that's their free, obviously. If you have a hurling club as well, it's another four games. If you go to the county final, all these different games, the season ticket will dramatically save you money. Oh, absolutely. If you're the kind of guy who only goes to one game a year, 
to see if they can not for you, but the kind of people that listen to this podcast are the mad ones that love to go to the games as well. Mm-hmm. Then it's a season ticket just has to be got because you want to guarantee yourself a get in. It's much easier a match day. You can log everything and hopefully meet and making strides again. If there were season tickets back in the 90s, they would have sold out in minutes. So let's get back to that because you want to guarantee yourself a ticket to the Ireland final. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, <laughs> if there was back in the 80s and 90s, if there was a season ticket in Mead, um, uh, it definitely, you would have had, as you said, they would have sold out. They wouldn't, you wouldn't have been able to print enough uh, season tickets back then. And hopefully those days are coming back. Dave, you're asking, have you anything else for the We Are Mead podcast? Oh, Dale, how strong? What's this? What's this about a house draw? <laughs> it's only come out in the last couple of weeks there. But, uh, it's, it's in about a month's time, really. We're getting close to Christmas. You know, 28th of December is the last day for the mm-hmm. tree bed. Um, semi-detached house in Gush Glash and where 275,000 tickets are selling hot off the press they're, they're going well um, we did a couple of videos there in the last few weeks with um, with Joe Sheridan with Martin O'Connell and with Mickey Burke and of course Rory Stories who was part of them all mm-hmm. um, good crack and a good bit of banter between the lads uh, four four good lads in the meet GA circles and um, you'll be seeing plenty of them across your social media in the next few weeks but I suppose the message is just you know, get your tickets now. Last last big push for, for Park Talton, obviously, in the next um, month. And they're only 100 quid. It could be the best 100 quid. If for someone, it will be the best 100 quid they'll ever spend. Yeah, absolutely. Um, get out there. <clears throat> There's loads of stocking fillers from me, GA, this year. You can get the ticket to the house and you can get the um, uh, the the season ticket as well. Um, we were to have uh, Brian Kelly with us this evening, but he um, hasn't arrived. He's uh, MIA, missing in action. Um, he... Did say he was going to be with us, but unfortunately he hasn't arrived and we'll see. We might be able to he's get him. He's buying us our Christmas presents. That's what it is. He's off getting our Christmas presents, so he is, and hopefully um, we, we'll see him for the Patreon podcast during the week. Um, that's it from us for this episode. So remember, folks, we are Mead. Why? It matters more.